I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're having a good day. I've really been enjoying just getting into the episodes. It feels like I'm just kind of diving right into what feels really prominent and important. So we're going to stick with that for now. I... Yeah, that's just basically what's been feeling good. So I'm going to kind of go along with that. Today, as the name of this episode will suggest, we're going to be talking about essentially living your life like an experiment. A little bit of background here is that a few years ago, I started learning about my human design and my human design type and profile and all of these different things. Now, I will start off by saying I am by no means an, ex, uh, an expert with relation to human design. It's not my expertise, my area of expertise, and I by no means intend to give off that impression. However, I do find it super interesting. The same goes for astrology. I would say that I tend to gravitate more towards human design because it feels a little bit more specific and a little bit more applicable for where I'm at right now. I'm not going to get into what it is because I don't want to do a bad job of explaining it, but essentially how I relate to it is understanding the different attributes that pertain to the way that I feel I operate best and then applying what feels the most relevant. So I don't feel like when I engage with a meaning-making system like human design that I need to embody every single aspect of it or align myself to every single aspect of it. I embody and align and use the specific attributes as a blueprint that feel relevant and feel applicable to where I'm at right now. I was listening to a podcast and someone that I follow and resonate with a lot, P the Fairy, was talking essentially about their interpretation of human design, essentially being a blueprint excuse me, for the attributes we selected through which to experience this reality. So I talk a lot about imagining that life were a video game and if you think about the phase of creating your video game character this is basically where we would select which attributes to turn on and off so one thing that comes up within looking through your human design is your energy type which I've spoken about before with respect to myself being a manifesting generator that's something that I highly highly resonate with and something that I felt a lot of shame shame about before in my life but we're not going to talk about that today we're going to talk about the profile type actually we're really not going to be talking about human design but I wanted to preface this episode with that because it's 
kind of helps to provide a little bit of important context. So what I wanted to share was that my human design profile type, which again, if you want to learn a little bit more about that, I would recommend seeking out someone who is an expert in that. The app that I use is called My Human Design. And I have a profile of one slash three. So the one represents what I see often being referred to as the knowledge seeker or the investigator. So essentially someone who seeks out information, data, insight, and is driven by an ongoing thirst for knowledge. And that really ties into what we'll be talking about today, but also the three in my profile, which again, it's referred to as different things, but the app that I use refers to it as the experimenter. So that's quite self-explanatory, but essentially being someone who likes to test things out, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, getting feedback, adjusting how to approach things differently. And living in this way, living in this way, oh my gosh, I need to slow down. <laughs> living in this way means that every outcome, whether it looks like failure or success, contains wisdom and being able to move forward, get to the next level, understand something in a deeper way. Now, the reason that I feel it's important to talk about this and why I talk about it so often is that from my perspective in the society that I have experienced growing up in and living in, it seems to tell us that by a certain stage of life, we should be done with this trial and error period. So it's very normal to be a very curious, experimental kid to change the job that you say you want every day or every week or month or year. But eventually we're expected to have decided what type of job we want to be in for the rest of our lives. And interestingly, this tends to happen at least where I am in the world. This may be different elsewhere. Essentially from around the age of 16, 17, 18, we are expected to know what we want to do for the majority of our time for the rest of our lives. And this just is so interesting to me. And when I say what we want to do for the majority of our time, I think from where I stand, many of us spend the majority of our time working. And so at the age of about 16, 17, 18 is when we are expected to make that decision of what it is that we want to do in relation to work and our career. Because we're often at that age deciding if we want to go to college or university or take a different path. And this is so limited, this decision-making process, by what we've already experienced in life. I, for example, grew up in an extremely small town. I had the internet when I was making this decision, but not to the extent that I do now. I didn't have that same access. So again, I'm limited to what I'm being shown in my immediate surroundings, and I'm, be I'm limited by what I've seen my parents do, what I've seen friends and family do, and... What I'm trying to say here and what I'm trying to articulate is that it really doesn't make sense to me, this decision-making process and how we're expected to arrive at some final decision of who we want to be, who we want to be with, where we want to live, and all these major life decisions that we're expected to have one final answer to. While at the same time, in many cases, we've had such limited exposure and experience to the world. Of course, that doesn't apply to everyone, but I think for me, what I went on to experience after having made this decision would have probably resulted in a different decision to begin with, if that makes sense. And it's not to say that I think it's a matter of going back and changing that. It's to say that I think there's opportunities to be open and to 
evolve and to iterate on previous decisions that we made because the best that we can do is make a decision in the moment with the information and with the tools and resources that we have available in that moment, but then to recognize that as we grow and evolve and expand, we have access to a broader set of tools, resources, ways of thinking, ways of being in which we can evolve away from a previous decision or grow on it or like we'll be talking about today experiment with it because I would say that this linear path of certainty and you know mastery and to some extent I would say rigidity those qualities in that path have been to some extent glorified and have been put onto a pedestal as the most ideal most safe most efficient way to thrive in this reality It can be scary and feel risky and uncertain to step outside of this and to seek out ways of being that are more aligned to our curious and experimental nature. And it is important for me to mention that I don't create what I create to appeal to everyone. I fully recognize, appreciate, and accept that the way that I see things and the way that I live is different and maybe hard to relate to for some people and in the past I would really argue with that and try to convince people that my way of seeing things and my way of wanting to step outside of linearity and to experiment and to expand I would argue that that was the right way to be whereas now I don't necessarily see it that way and again going back to the kind of human design thing I think it's is important to recognize that we're all different. We all came here to experience life in a different way. So I would really invite you to trust yourself if it feels really unsafe for where you're at right now to learn, or excuse me, to lean into this way of being. This might not be your most optimal state and way of being, and you might resonate more with, for example, being someone that is drawn to deeply investigating and becoming a master in something you are passionate about or going as far down a linear path as you possibly can and really um, leaning into the certainty and the safety that that can present to you. And then also, like I said, being able to lean into if you want meaning-making systems like astrology or human design and being able to use the information and data within those systems to the extent that they support your evolution and help you to, for example, have permission to operate in a way that you're feeling called to. And that was the biggest piece for me that I feel was missing prior to leaning into one of these meaning-making systems is I was always comparing myself with the cultural and societal norm of kind of being on a linear path and then feeling like I so, so much didn't fit into that. And then learning about human design and learning that there's a whole subset of people that don't operate best in that way. And this doesn't even just go for human design. I also found learning about things like neurodivergence and learning about, I guess, just more about myself and the way that I operate and thrive. Meaning-making systems can help us to have more of a framework of thinking about ways that we might be and reflecting back to us ways that we might be but I don't think we should ever use it as kind of a system to tell us how we have to be I feel that 
anytime I find myself engaging in that way, I'm just restricting myself to this system. And that's not really why I engage with it. For me, the reason why I'm so passionate about speaking about and normalizing how I personally operate through experimentation and trial and error and being able to do multiple things at the same time and being able to jump around is because I think it strongly contradicts the expectation that society holds of us and how we are taught to live and exist in order to survive and be successful. Because the message that I received was, if I can't operate in this way, then I can't survive and be successful. So I'm feeling internally, well, this doesn't resonate. I feel frustrated. I feel drawn to a different way of being. But if I follow that pull and if I go down that path of seeing what it's like to live in a more experimental trial and error way, what I've been led to believe is that that's going to result in failure or being perceived as scattered all over the place. I'm not going to be employable. And from a survivability perspective, that's going to greatly decline my ability to survive and thrive. It really doesn't just go for this particular scenario. We're taught to go against our own nature in so many different ways to fit into a system that isn't even designed to accommodate us and this way of being to begin with. From a capitalism standpoint, and not to really go down that path, I'll just touch on this for a moment, but it's inconvenient and inefficient to have a workforce that can't decide what they want to do, or that is to frame this a little bit more positively, that is deciding that they want to experiment and that they want to try different things and that they want to see what else is available to them. And that also challenged the status quo. It's also a lot less easy to be manipulative towards people that see themselves as being worthy of more and see themselves as being worthy of a system that fits and meets their needs. This is something I've come face to face with so many times from feeling personally like I'm being too difficult for challenging the status quo or challenging the way things are in a workplace environment or even outside of that. I in the past have felt like it would be better just to get on with it and to not ask questions or complain and I've gotten myself into altercations because of that and I think I've had this personal experience of feeling shame about that way of being and I also have had experiences with jobs where in one specific experience I was in an interview I had a few interviews with this company and despite having shown and demonstrated that I was capable of doing the job, that I had the qualifications, etc. The biggest hesitation for employing me was based on my resume that I was a bigger flight risk than some of the other candidates. In other words, I had done a lot of jumping around. So I'm not here to tell you that it's necessarily easy to live in alignment with this way of being within the current system, especially with respect to work. And I... This is why I am self-employed and would like to be self-employed for as long as I possibly can. I recognize that that's not always an easy and accessible option to everyone. And I will say that it's taken me a long time to get to this point. But I just want to offer that to share that I'm not saying that it's easy to honor this experimental nature because it is possible that people won't understand that, that people will reject that because it's not... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Kind of the expectation and the norm. But the key word here is this is the current system, at least from my standpoint. And I think we have the option of either putting our hands up and complying with the way things are and complying with the fact that it's not encouraged for us to play around with different alternatives and different options and, you know, try out different career paths, try out different ways of being. And specifically with respect to career and work, we can put our hands up and comply even though it doesn't work for us and arguably doesn't work for the majority of people from my perspective. Or we can collectively try to build something new. I certainly don't suggest or claim to have all the answers here, but ultimately that's what I feel I'm here to do is to try to encourage myself and others to build something new. And for me, honoring my true nature means that I don't stop the momentum of my creation simply because something defies the way that things have been in the past or the way that they are currently. Designing my character and the reality I want to live in is about expanding what is available to me and letting life show me where I am contracted and then seeking to find more expansive ways of being. So when I feel called to expand or evolve, how do I go about doing this, especially in a society where we're being encouraged to be consistent, certain, final? From my perspective, the answer is that we allow ourselves to experiment. And because on some level that's what I feel I'm here to do, this is basically the 
at the foundation of everything that I create. I'm experimenting with life, with my way of being, and then reporting back to you to share my findings. I'm not suggesting that you have to wholeheartedly believe and align to everything I say, but I'm offering you with my findings that may provide you with evidence for your own experiment or even empower you to start an experiment if you haven't already and to be able to see life and validate that it can be fun and exciting and not always scary to see life in this way. So let's start off with a little definition. We're going to use a Google definition for experiment. So an experiment is designed to support or refute a hypothesis or determine the efficacy or likelihood of something previously untried. And I love this last bit, previously untried or in other words, unexperienced. That for me is basically the essence of manifestation, being willing to desire or have a vision for ourselves and by extension for the world that is basically beyond what we have already directly experienced in the physical realm. And an experiment starts with a curiosity, openness, and a question, a clear, concise question and a purpose. What do you want to know? Why does this matter? What purpose does this serve? The question is usually in response to a problem, so how this applies to manifestation, for example, or how this applies to life is you experience tension and friction and so much so that you feel called to change whatever it is that is causing you tension and friction. Because it's not to say every time we experience tension, we're going to want to completely up upheave, is that a word? like overhaul and change our lives. But it's so much so that it's causing us to plant basically a seed of desire and to start to grow that plant into something that we can experience. So for example, you are experiencing friction in your career. You have the option of maintaining the status quo or experimenting with different ways of being and approaching your career. Now, when I say this, I'm not suggesting that it requires quitting your job and changing career paths. It could be simply changing your mindset towards your career and how that might change the experience that you have or being able to advocate for your needs within your career and have conversations with your employers, for example. So it's not all about completely changing the situation by removing yourself from it while that may be an option that you want to take. So like I mentioned, the experiment starts with a question. You ask the question, for instance, what would it look like to experience more ease in my career? From a manifestation perspective, in the question, you are also kind of stating your desire to have more ease in your career. And you might want to also get a little bit more specific and clear with this too. I'm keeping it general because I imagine that this question would have would, um, what's the word I'm looking for, would apply to many different people. But you could get more specific with respect to what would it look like to experience better relationships with colleagues in my career? What would it look like to have a more manageable schedule, better pay, etc.? And the reason that I really like asking questions is because we're open up to an answer. By asking the question, we acknowledge that it's possible for us to experience that. We don't have to have the answer right away, but if we never ask the question, then it's almost like we don't we don't think that it's possible to receive an answer to that question. I also think it's super important, as I mentioned, to get clear and to take it a step further 
on why does this matter? So in relation to experiencing more ease in your career, this matters because your current experience with your career is causing you mental, emotional, and maybe even physical discomfort and pain. Taking this a step further, This matters because the prominence of this mental, emotional, and physical pain is making you less available for important aspects of your life. For example, time with your family. And then going even further, this matters because being available to those aspects of your life brings you joy and fulfillment, which makes you feel good. You want to feel good more often, so this experiment serves a good purpose. The next step, and forgive me if you are scientific in background because I'm probably not using all the right terminology, but what we would do next is to research and gather evidence. What is available that can help you to answer your question? So from a manifestation perspective, after you have identified your desire, I see the research phase, so in other words, the in-between phase before the answer presents itself, as being an opportunity to reaffirm what you desire. We tend to do the opposite. We tend to use evidence that's presenting itself to reaffirm what we don't want. For example, you seek out to experience more ease in your career, then immediately a colleague confronts you. When you view this as being an opportunity to define the character you want to play and reaffirm the reality you want to experience, you can view this confrontation as an opportunity to build better communication and conflict resolution skills, which will help you to experience more ease in your career. You can think of this as wanting to get to the next level in a video game. You're going to most likely face obstacles that we need to learn how to be. I think a lot of the time where we can get mixed up is when we expect to set an intention, for example, to experience more ease in our career, and then something presents itself and we immediately think that that's a sign of the opposite being true. So in other words, we think that if we have a desire that that should come in its final form immediately but the reality is is that there may be some skills and some really important lessons that we can learn on the way to the desire that will help us to fully experience our desired reality with more ease and gain some really important skills along the way what i notice happening a lot is the opposite where we perceive for example the confrontation as evidence or proof that our career is difficult, draining, unenjoyable, conflict-ridden. And when we feel ourselves reacting in this way, what I like to do is to ask where the focus of my mind is pointed. Is it pointed at a question, narrative, or belief that lines up with my desired reality or the opposite of it? So just to reiterate from a manifestation perspective, After you've identified your desire, in other words, you've asked the question, you've opened up to that being part of your reality, using everything that feels related to that desire that presents itself as an opportunity to embody that reality or take a step in that direction. Then what can start to happen as you gather more of this evidence is you may notice that the previously held belief you had going into the experiment starts to shift and change. As you get your mind on board with your new reality through the evidence that you've begun to collect in your current reality, the new reality becomes more solid and dense and you may begin to even dissolve your old beliefs. You start to come to an answer or a conclusion to your question. So being able to identify this is what it looks like to experience 
more ease in my career and this is how I'm living that reality. And of course, it's important to say that not every single experiment is going to go as planned. The outcome may not be what we expect or we may decide that it's not a worthwhile experiment part of the way through or we may change directions and that's okay because you're the one designing it. You get to decide which experiments are worth seeing through and which questions deserve your energy to seek out the answer. And even when we have a conclusion, in my opinion, that can change and evolve and there's no finality in this grander experiment that we're in. And that can be daunting and we can get a lot more comfort in seeking out finality, but I think that that is what appeals to me so much about living in this way is knowing that I can always expand into a new way of being, into a new way of seeing things if I want to. Okay, that is all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I have been really enjoying connecting with you, you being this podcast community in my Patreon, people using the Design Your Character template, hearing how it's going, especially hearing about I've had a few people talk about how thinking this way has helped them shift into seeing life as more playful and more fun and more experimental. And I want to leave off with something that I had a mentor say to me once, which was I told her that I was seeking out a community that was centered around things that I believed in and I wasn't finding that anywhere. And what she said was, if you're seeking out that community, what is stopping you from creating it? And that's really all that I've been trying to do is acting on that advice that I was given to be able to start creating what it is that I want to see. And I really do want to see communities where we can validate this experience of wanting to approach life in this way. And hopefully we can set up systems and challenge systems that are really not inclusive of this way of being or to establish new systems that are inclusive and to be able to help people see that you don't have to be able to thrive in one system to be a good person or to be a valid person and hopefully we can get to a point where there are systems that exist and maybe they already do and I'm putting on my experimenter hat and seeking those systems out that support different ways of being, different approaches to life and not just having one track of getting to success. I really do want to drive this point home because I feel like quite often the narrative that I've witnessed is that if you choose to stray from the linear, you are saying goodbye to success, specifically financially success. So good luck with that essentially is the narrative that I've experienced and witnessed. How this presents itself is you're deciding to quit your corporate job to pursue something more creative or to become self-employed. Good luck with that. You are going to struggle. You're going to face all sorts of challenges. You're not going to be financially supported, etc. I'm trying to defy that narrative within the way that I live and to be able to share that with you. So I really want to articulate that just because you've chosen to take a different path doesn't mean that you can't have 
the success that you deserve and the financial support that you deserve and the resources that you deserve. And that is something that I'm coming up against in my life. I have to challenge that narrative within myself every single day. And my only hope is to be able to share that experience with you and to be able to encourage you to examine that narrative within yourself and open up to something different. And I think when we do these types of things collectively, it's just so much more powerful. So that is it. I hope that you enjoyed. Here's to creating a new reality together. And yeah, that's it for this week. I appreciate you and I will see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.